so bring to the surface of that conviction along with the emotion the concepts remember that first event where you enter the path consciously to just gonna verify the object of your conviction but somehow you felt convinced about there is something beyond what your senses are telling you it was either extreme joy vision or extreme pain or just extreme curiosity that emotion come to the surface of your mind body that it take over your mind so that its objective becomes the objective of your mind the objective of your body and there's this natural intelligence in the body that knows exactly what posture it needs to adopt so you can achieve the objective of this emotion, this conviction. Your breath also knows, and your general state of mind knows. As far as your mindfulness is concerned, just bring mindfulness to the body, that conviction, the purpose of why you are on the path. let that very energy bring the body into conformity let the body enact the posture that is conducive to achieving the objective of this conviction look at the legs seeking comfort and stability just let them do so the hands resting in such a way that you are not consciously holding them in place and yet they also are comfortable and stable shoulders just relax elbows not too far, not too close to the body the back comfortable and yet naturally straight and the back itself gives you a sense of confidence it further strengthens your determination and you start to feel a sense of, sen sense of ease descending on the posture let it happen center your head and neck so you don't have to consciously hold your head and neck in place 
teeth, tongue, resting in their natural places. Eyes, adopting the posture that is conducive for you. Perhaps for you, closing them might be conducive, having them opened, or half opened. The sense of ease, deepening, is your indicator that you are approaching the state that you are seeking, the objective of your determination. The sense of ease now influences the breath. Bring your mindfulness to the breath. No need to try to control it. No need to try to force it. Mind to focus on it. Your only concern is as you breathe out, know that you're breathing out. As you breathe in, know you are breathing in. It doesn't matter if there are distractions, no need to try to do anything about them. In fact, the very awareness of what may be distraction, let that be your your cue to just observe the breath. Be curious about the breath. And then do one last check of the posture. Staying aware of the breath, again check. Be mindful of the sense of ease you experienced before, how it is deepening. You might get a slight hint, perhaps move your hands this way, move your leg this way. of relaxation deepens, the sense of not needing to consciously control deepens, then you know you did the right move. of your mind there's a sense, there's the determination. Why are you meditating? What is the purpose? What is the ultimate purpose? What is the immediate? And at a layer above that, there's the awareness of the breath, the awareness of the sense of ease, knowing that it's in the body, how it's in the body, knowing that breath. And above that, 
now you're going to add just the mindfulness of the mind awareness itself as it watches the breath breathing out you know you're breathing out breathing in know you are breathing in and when it goes back again to out breath that's one cycle and you maintain an unbroken stream of awareness for one cycle and just have the intention to keep this unbroken while you follow 21 cycles of breath the determination the strong passionate determination in the background if your mind goes to it that's fine awareness of the sense of ease in the breath and the body and if you start to notice it somewhere else that's fine and the stream of awareness following the breath out breath to in breath to out breath just holding on the intention to follow it oh that's one cycle went by that's another cycle that went by
as soon as there is either the awareness of the breath or the breath itself seems to shift in some way then if you haven't yet reached 21 that means you reach the objective of going trying to get to 21 then you can continue in the next step so again you feel the sense of ease in the body reflected in the breath reflected in the mind itself your strong passionate determination in the background this is just to stabilize the sense of ease the level of calmness that you have now achieved just by being aware of it and bring that determination now to the forefront of the mind trying to be as clear as you can about your objective why do you want to meditate what's the ultimate purpose what is the immediate goal that you need to help you achieve that ultimate purpose while asking yourself going over your mind with these goals what will help you achieve this While asking this question, focus in the space in front of you, at the level of your eyebrows, at about an arm's length or a prostration's distance from you. As if looking for the answer in that space. So whatever it is that by depending on whoever it is, that by depending on him or her will be your infallible means to achieve this goal. Feel its presence in that space that you're focusing on. Taking on a bright form entirely of light it is the exact form that your mind is drawn to naturally that form was taken specifically for that purpose to hold your attention it is the very embodiment of the goal that you aspire to achieve It is the infallible means, the infallible dependence to achieve your goal. Things in your mind, find that measure of conviction that this is so and hold on to that measure of conviction. Don't worry about the quality of that measure of conviction. Whatever that measure, whatever level 
of conviction it may be. Hold on to it. Hold on to that measure of conviction. Review again the purpose of your meditation. And entrust yourself in this guide, this infallible guide. Put yourself under its protection. Let it be your refuge, your guide, your strength, your protector. find it, hold it, and marvel at the realization, the means, the infallible, the definitely this spiritual goal is present in front of you. And a sense of reverence stirs in your heart following that sense of reverence in your mind, prostrate. Holding on to that sense of reverence. Knowing that this is the means to achieve your goal important that goal is for you, how valuable it is for you, and you feel a great sense of gratitude, out of that sense of gratitude, make offerings, think of the things that you own that makes you happy and offer them, think of things that you've seen that no one makes you happy, offer them. Think of things that exist in your imagination that makes you happy. Offer them also. committed under the influence of such faults and weaknesses, having a strong sense of intelligent regret, knowing that if it were not for the force of habit, yourself to act in such ways, so in what way can you help yourself to present, to prevent yourself in the future? So turn to your infallible guide, take refuge, seeking protection, 
and strength. strength now feel make a promise to be strained in the future make that promise according to your capacity to be able to truly be strained then think of something to do to make up sense of ease, how deeper it is than before, the sense of ease in the body, the sense of calmness in the breath and the mind. And let your mind now just take great joy, rejoicing in the goodness of others your own goodness, the merits which have already, the merits which are now being collected, the merits waiting to ripen, no matter how small, no matter how big, yours and others, let your mind take great joy in them. eluding them. How they are tricked by forces within to deepen their suffering, to take them further away from the happiness they seek. embrace, turn your attention again to your infallible guide, that bright presence in front of you.
now feel connected through your teacher, through your infallible guide. Feel connected to all enlightened beings. And beg them, please, teach sentient beings how to truly end their pain. How to stay in their lives for as long as it takes. the merit you've gained so far get to the goal of this very meditation session that bright presence is the embodiment of the goal you seek your infallible means to achieve that. It is the only means to help you achieve that, whatever that only means may be. Your personal only means to achieve it. Wishing to be closer your guide to come to the crown of your head and feel that bright presence now at the crown of your head. It's bright showering you with light and from its heart a stream of nectar made of light descends entering you through the crown of your head purifying you, removing your obstacles, filling you with the qualities you need, patient, filling you with the very realizations you seek by begging for blessings, by making strong wishes to be free of your obstacles, strong wishes to achieve the objective of this very meditative session.
embodiment of what you're aspiring to achieve is right above your head. Not in eons in the future. Not in some inaccessible dimension. But right now, right here, right above your head. aspire now to become inseparable. Let that aspiration go strong within you. A way of making that ever present. A way of capturing whatever it is that you need to help you on the path whenever you need it. power of your aspiration, you come to know that this infallible guide also has that aspiration to become inseparable with you. And by the very realization of this, all the essence of what your guide is dissolves into a point of light. See and feel that point of light descend through the crown of your head. This is everything you need to do, every knowledge you need to know, every emotion you need to carry, descending from center. Meeting your mind there, becoming inseparable with your mind. Hold on to that affirmation, hold on to it. And if you can find that sense of affirmation, and as soon as you find it, hold on to it. You bring your attention back to the breath. Staying aware of the breath slowly, become aware of the body again in a deliberate way. 
you don't know yet, you can stretch your legs down. <laughs> okay, make yourself comfortable. <coughs> I've already stolen uh, a lot of your time, so I won't be able to give you that very long lecture that I was planning. <laughs> uh, I'll give you only half of it. <laughs> so, welcome everyone. And I don't know, it's been like a very long time since we last met. Uh, so I introduced the topic that we're going to be covering for indefinite period of time. It's uh, the eight verses of mind training. And uh, remember, mind training is really doesn't really give it justice. Okay, it's not mind training like uh, your mind so you can pass an exam. That it's not that kind of mind training. It's not that kind of mind training where you can you know, do try to do some uh, 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 I don't know, some sort of uh, task with your mind. Okay. The mind that the, that is referring to here is really uh, uh, the, the we don't like that word, but it seems to work. Intention, the altruistic intention. Okay, so it's training your it's training your mind in the altruistic intention. It's training to develop that that uh, that wish to to uh, to perfect yourself on the path. The, for the purpose of all living beings, all sentient beings. Okay, so that's the, that's so in only eight verses, you will be trained in how to do that. And this uh, this state of mind is not only uh, a, what you might call an emotional state, but it also has a cognitive element or an intellectual element also involved. And the uh, the uh, intellectual, analytical, or cognitive part of it is all the way at the end. Okay, we'll we'll deal with it uh, sometime in the future. And all the other seven verses, or the other seven verses, are dealing with the emotional aspect, okay, or what is called the conventional, and the other one is called the ultimate, okay. Uh, so it, it uh, of something someone told me. I'm not sure how accurate it is because someone told me. Uh, someone told me that. They heard someone say that, but the, the Dalai Lama, His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. Uh, some yogi from the mountain, after I don't know, after many years of decades of practicing, and they came to ask the Dalai Lama a, a question about some point that was very, and it was some point about either, either contrasting between, uh, well, I don't forget what the point was about. It was too high for me to even try to remember, but. In the course of uh, you know the way yogis uh, you know talk you know greet w one another, uh, the way they greeted uh, the Lama was in a sense about uh, it's like a way of greeting the Dalai Lama or greeting another yogi, which is a way of asking a question at the same time. And the way the person yogi responds, the yogi sort of gives you a, a, a hint or a clue as to where they are on the path. Okay, so forget exactly how it was phrased. <laughs> But in a sense, the Lama uh, responded by, I'm having difficulty with, but as far as wisdom is concerned, that's child's work. So the Dalai Lama, you know, if you, under, if you, if you know the history of the Dalai Lama, this is somebody who has at least in 14 lifetimes, <laughs> 14 consecutive lives, has already mastered the path. Okay? 14 lives has mastered the path. And here, and he's answering about Bodhicitta, that is the emotional aspect of it, and then the 
the analytical, uh, which was the what's called the wisdom aspect of it. And the Alaba responds is that no wisdom. Uh, I got that a long time ago. I'm having difficulty with bodhicitta, and it would seem to be like it would be the reverse. I mean, that, you know, seven verses devoted to the emotion, the emotional aspect, the conventional aspect, and then only one verse devoted to uh, wisdom. And so, taking that and then remembering w- what I don't know if it was true or not, what the person said about uh, because in certain teachings, lectures, the Dalama sort of gives that hint that maybe that that could have happened that encounter with that yogi because uh, uh, for those of you who've uh, gone to teachings by his holiness he always says oh I'm just a simple monk I don't know anything and then he gives you a uh, uh, two hours explanation of, of a sentence and then your mind's about to blow <laughs> because you have no idea what he's talking about <laughs> okay. And, uh, and sometimes Idaramas talks about how he finds it difficult, whatever that means uh, for, some, for being of that level, uh, to, to, uh, to master or uh, difficulty with bodhicitta, with the emotional aspect, the conventional aspect. Or in other words, the Dharma says it's, dif- it's much more difficult for this or to, uh, to exercise love and compassion. It's easier for me to, uh, to be able to explain or to understand the ultimate nature of reality. And, and, and accordingly, uh, according to that, the encounter, saying that that's child's work, it, it was in a way the Dharma admitting I saw emptiness directly way in the back and way in the past. I'm still now working on, body, on, on loving and, and having compassion for all sentient beings. Uh, so, to sort of, to sort of, this sort of give you a perspective as why the, the, the eight verses spend most of it uh, talking about the conventional aspect and only one verse talking about the ultimate aspect, where we seem to, oh, I got, oh, I got, but I got uh, compassion and and and, and uh, love already. That's in the, that's in the bag. I'm 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 struggling with with uh, understanding Madhyamika Prasangika. I'm struggling with understanding wisdom, the wisdom part. That's the real part of the path. Okay. Uh, well, take it from the cue from the Dalai Lama. <laughs> Maybe there's a reason why they spent uh, uh, the author of the eight verses spent so much time just describing uh, the training involved with how to really love, how to really have compassion, and only one verse talking about okay, this is the nature of reality. Now go home. Okay. <coughs> All right. So the first verse. And I said I'm gonna really get in, uh, uh, I'm gonna get deep into into the eight verses as deep as I can get. Okay, it's probably you know like it's very surface, right? But as as for me, that's no, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> so the first verse, and uh, I have to talk. I have to mention the Tibetan because uh, it will help understand why there are so many different translations. Translations they're really wonderful and they really uh, get into. The, w- the meaning, okay? But because of the... Uh, I'm not talking about... Uh, you know already that I, I don't believe in the holy languages, okay? Mm-hmm. At, at, as far as the languages that people speak in regular, I don't believe that any of those regular languages are inherently holy, okay? Because Tibetan is holy, inherently, that's why it packs so much meaning, okay? 
those Tibetans worked a lot <laughs> for the language to pack the, 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 the kind of meaning that it packs, okay, that it has. And, and uh, there is even, uh, I'm not sure, not sure how true that is, but Sanskrit, there's a level of Sanskrit called Sansar. <laughs> there's a level of, and that's only for like, you know, highly evolved beings, okay. They use that, they use that language. So each word is packed with meaning that you can write, write an encyclopedia about. Okay? So those languages, uh, 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 th those kinds of level of, of language, okay, in that sense, used that way, th they are they're of holiness. But not because, oh, it's Tibetan, listen carefully, it's holy. Okay? You're going to uh, become enlightened if you listen to it or something. Okay? So, somewhere uh, down the line, uh, after Westerners, you know, English uh, and um, uh, well, once they uh, they will reach a level also where they will be able to pack those meanings into those words, and they will have completely different meaning that that would they have now. But for now, this is what we got. Okay, so that me, that's I. Already, that's packed with meaning. What's that? What's that thing called I? Okay, we already have a different understanding. When the Tibetan says I, Tibetan, but the, the Tibetan who's, who, who, who's on the path, when he says I, what, what, what's in his mind? Okay. And when I say Tibetan, I'm not talking about just those people in the Tibetan. Okay. No. If those people who have been, who spend uh, generations, who have uh, cultures devoted to, to that already. Okay. What, what is now in the mind when they say I? Okay. And what goes in your mind when you say I? So you have to review that, okay, and 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 make that it become enriched with meaning. And then that me, <coughs> that's I, or or just for the, uh, for the flow of it, may I, okay, may I. Semchen tamche la, okay, sentient beings. Again, again, what is all sentient beings? When you say all sentient beings, what naturally comes to your mind? Is it the same thing that comes to the mind of, of the, 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 the spiritual practitioner when you say all sentient beings? When you say all sentient beings, what is the emotional connection that you feel? You probably feel, when you say all sentient beings, the connection that you feel is everyone in my family. Like, okay? So when, when, when you translate it for you, really, uh, on, on a gut level, when, it, when the verse says, may I cherish all sentient beings, and may I see them as a wish-fulfilling jewel, because uh, the, th that's the best way to achieve the highest spiritual goal. Probably in your mind, in the gut feeling, you're thinking, may I check? Because they're going to help me get to where I want to get to. Okay. So, so you have to spend some time with that verse, looking at every word and trying to see where... Uh, how, how far you can get with it, how, how, how you uh, enrich that term. And you have to do, do very, uh, how do you say, um, very tedious tasks, they're very tedious tasks, all sentient beings. And you have to review in your mind what makes all sentient beings. And you have to do this consciously so that when, at one point, when you say all sentient beings, the same way you feel that, connect, that, that gut connection of everybody alive, <coughs> Or maybe that one person, <laughs> which doesn't bother me. 
and, and later on, it really, it, it really encompasses at a gut level all sentient beings. Okay? May I cherish all sentient beings. Not may I cherish those people who are nice to me. If they are nice to me today, I'll cherish them. If they're not nice to me tomorrow, <laughs> they're out of my cherishing uh, 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 bag. Okay? List. Okay? Whether they're nice to you, whether they're nasty to you, that's all sentient beings. So, when I say may I cherish all sentient beings, you have to, in your mind, say, may I learn to cherish, may I learn to, may I learn to really appreciate those who are nasty to me, those who are nice to me, rats, mosquitoes. And you have to really go in your mind, make that list, so that when a mosquito is attacking you, it, 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 it's, not, it, it's not a being that was not in your list of may I cherish. And your, and your immediate reaction is, where's, where's the squatter? Or at least a sense of annoyance, why is that mosquito bothering me? Okay. When, instead, when you see a mosquito, and when you really uh, train yourself with that first verse, you say, oh, a sentient beings. Look at that. And you have a sense of cherishing them. It fits, it goes into that package called all sin. And when someone is annoying you, it goes into that, 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 that bag of all sentient beings and that sense of cherishing goes out to them also. So you're not selective. So, here's, so in, in just that first verse, without giving you instruction to developing equanimity, so you have to learn to develop equanimity. By all sentient beings, you have to really list in your mind what does it mean by all sentient beings. It's Jerry, it's Jennifer, it's Jennifer this person, and Jennifer that person. It's those people I like. It's those people, oh yeah, that guy who, 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 who uh, stepped on my toes on the, on the train the other day. It's those people in the train. And then when you start looking around, when, you look, when you're taking the train, when you're taking public transportation, when you're walking in the street, and it, that, uh, for you it will be easier for you to have study to develop that sense of cherishing with. Begin with your family, begin with, uh, well, if, well, in <laughs> for some people that may not be a good idea, but begin with those which, with, with which it is easier for you to develop this that sense of cherishing and then expand it. Okay. Uh, until when you say all at some at least at some uh, uh, abstract level, it really it encompasses all sentient beings. Okay. And you really, and then you really, and you you retranslate the verse in, in with words that really draw out that sense of cherishing for you. Cherishing doesn't work for you. May I value them extremely? May I uh, appreciate them highly? You know, just get to that get to that emotion by re reviewing in your mind. Okay. And why are they valuable? What makes them uh, as, as far as the verse is one way of translating the verse, they are more valuable than the jewel. Yishin Nobu. Pe. They are more valuable than a wish-fulfilling jewel. Okay. So in one way you can say that uh, whatever it is that can make manifest in your life what you want to manifest, Whatever that is, call it a wish-granting jewel, jewel has a, some sense of reality for you. If it doesn't have a sense of reality for you, but think of whatever it is. Whatever, whatever it is that, 
whatever it is that you have in your life that is already manifest, there's already a, a, an existing thing. It came from something. Whatever it is, whatever that magical box that it came out of, okay, that is, that is making things happen in your life. Tension being is that magical box. And it can be a magical box that gives you the things that you want, or it, can give you, or it can be a magical box that gives you the things that you don't want. The thing is, sentient being is that source for now. It is the experiences, the cause of all your experiences come from. But not in the sense of, oh, he's a sentient being. Or, um, I, need a, I need a car, and I need uh, this. And you're asking them, and then you can say, oh, then you look into their sentient being magic pocket and give it to you. The way you, the very relationship that you have with them is that magic box. So, attention beings will definitely, whether you want it or not, give you a result. That's the, mag that's, that's the wishing gem. And unfortunately, we make those wishes unconsciously. We make those wishes out of, motivated by stupidity. That is, we wish for something and we do the very thing that will make us not get it. Okay? So it's like making a stupid wish. So you could say whether you want to or not, you are making wishes. Because you have to relate with sentient beings in one way or another. And that very way of relating will definitely bring about a result. So we can get away from sentient beings. It's like that wonderful illustration that, that Robert Thurman gave a long, 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 long. That you think of existing existence as a subway car. If you don't live in, in, a, in a place where it has subway cars, you may not understand. <laughs> but since he was talking with New Yorkers, then they really understood that. Imagine it's just one subway car. Not, you know, a subway, not, not a subway train that has several compartments, compartment, not, not, not that way. Just one car and every sentiment is there. Whether they are enlightened or not, they're there. Okay? So, existence is like that. You have to deal with them no matter what. Okay? You can't, there's no emergency, unfortunately in this car, there's no emergency brake that you can pull and there's no door out of because that's existence. The existence is that car. And sentient beings are in that car. You have to deal with them. So, the way Robert Thomas said it is, if one of those sentient beings is de uh, dirtying the car, messing up with the car, you, you can't go to another car and avoid the mess. If the mess is bothering you, you have to do something about it with that sentient being and you better do it skillfully so that that sentient being doesn't dirty the, end up dirtying the car even, even more. Okay? And the kind of dirtying as he was talking about, even though it was, you know, use your imagination. Not, not that he was taking papers out of his pocket and throwing them in there. Okay? The kind that you really have to pay attention to. <laughs> okay? So, you mean, sorry. They're already there. And relating with them, you have to do. Even if you go hide in a, in a cave for the rest of your life, you're dealing with sentient beings. Because in your mind, you're thinking about them. You met them already, so you can't get rid of them. Okay? So, how you deal with them directly, with, with your body speech, how you deal with them in terms of how you think about them, that's relating with them. And that you cannot, you cannot avoid. 
so in that very way of relating with these unavoidable phenomena called sentient being what you experience the kind of the way you experience your existence comes out of that okay so scared and appreciate them out of fear oh my god I better appreciate them or I'm going to be in trouble if that what works for you okay whether or not the hells exist but if it scares you then it's doing its job so you can so you can do so you can get on the path okay so if it work for you fear is not your motivating is not the motivating force for you then a really uh, uh, I don't know a sense of really wa- uh, caring about their welfare okay and out of in that sense appreciating them uh, that sense uh, cherishing them then you better do that okay so whether you mistreat sentient beings or treat them unskillfully treat them skillfully whatever whichever one of those ways you relate with them is definitely going to give give you a result and since you have to experience this result and then it will either be something you like or don't like and usually the things that we don't like we don't want them anymore in the future so behave relate with and get those things anymore and sentient beings are more precious than a wish fulfilling jewel a wish fulfilling jewel is like uh, it will give you like everything that you can in the world that everything in the world that you, that you would like in the world it will give you able to give it to you that's what a wish fulfilling jewel is like if you want to if you want to make make yourself into the like a fantastic stupid thing we can think of uh, be the richest person on the planet okay or be the boss of everyone on the planet okay <laughs> and you can a wish fulfilling jewel it can give that to you okay but a, a more precious than that because there's something that this wish fulfilling jewel cannot give you and a wish for and a sentient being will definitely give it to you okay will definitely give it to you not sometimes they do sometimes they don't whatever you have already it came from your relationship having the way you have the way you related with these sentient beings okay so that's how you think about that verse about how sentient beings are more valuable than a wish fulfilling jewel you better understand that you have to go now act go out and relate with them you're already relating with them now you have to relate with them in a way that is skillful from a place of wisdom okay you cannot avoid you cannot avoid relating with them okay. and since they are the definite uh, uh, box <laughs> out of which what you have in your existence come from so you better uh, cherish them for that cherish them for that and this is some, this is a uh, so if if not is not your what motivates you then you can think of them in the in the opposite way of, of in terms of aspiration where if you want a good rebirth it depends on how you relate with sentient beings nothing else but that so you have two kinds of sentient beings those who are out of samsara those who are enlightened those who are not enlightened and in a way we, uh, you uh, you've been taught that 
like uh, what, what do you call that? The merit field. Yeah, uh, some of you probably been taught that the merit field. The the all, all those who are in, uh, enlightened or those of enlightenment by relating with them you get merit. And if you relate with them in a way that is negative, it's like you get strong merit by relating with them, and you get strong demerit by relating with them. In, uh, if you relate, relate with them in a way that is unskillful, okay, that's supposed to be the Buddhas, the angels, the, you know. So when people hear that, that's the most that, that's that's the relating that is important. That's what they look for. They're looking for a Buddha somewhere so they can relate with them in such a way so that they can have their wish fulfilled, okay. But you are on your way to Buddhahood. It's not necessarily you're relating to Buddhas that will help you get to Buddhahood. It is sentient beings. Vimana Kirti says in Vimana Kirti, the Desha Sutra, trying to make a bunch of, of, of uh, very highly realized beings uh, confused <laughs> uh, about what is the field, uh, what is the field, but asking the question in the sense of what Buddha field you go to so you can practice, so you can get uh, all the, a bunch of merit, so you, can, so you can achieve the goal of the practice, asking that question that way, and he answered sentient beings are that. Okay. So don't wait to be born in some Buddha field so you can say, oh, now I can really start doing some spiritual work. Your feel already here, and it's called sentient beings. Okay, so if you relate with them nicely, they can give you Buddhahood. <laughs> okay. If you don't, you continue with samsara, and uh, and and you know samsara already. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. More precious than a wish in jewel. Because a wish and jewel cannot give you Buddhahood. Cannot give you a good rebirth. Cannot give you anything beyond this, beyond this life. What a wish and jewel can give you, can only experience it in this life. Let's say you made a wish, you did all the proper... I'm going oh yeah, to finish. <laughs> Let's say you did all the proper rituals, somehow you found a wish. Okay? And you found it, and you did all the proper rituals with it, and then you're just about to make your, your wish. That's the last, that's the last uh, step. But unfortunately, you forgot there was something called span of life. <laughs> right, you were, right at the moment you were about to make your wish, you die. Oh, that, that's not vicious enough. The vicious enough, it would be you just finish making your wish and then you die. <laughs> Sorry, you're not gonna get, you're not gonna see that wish come true. But you, you deal, you relate with a sentient being, and as soon as you finish relating with that sentient being, it doesn't matter if you just die. If it doesn't matter, you you're gonna reap the benefit of that. Okay. If it's to reach a higher rebirth, you get a higher rebirth. If it's to get a car, you get a car. <laughs> if it's to reach Buddhahood, you will reach Buddhahood. Okay. All right. So. I don't know what you're going to do now. <laughs> <laughs> so, a sense of equanimity with ancient needs. And help, help you have an appreciation of it by examining I. I'm not talking about it in a philosophical way. I mean, I. I, I mean, okay, wh where am I? I'm, I'm, I'm called this. 
uh, what is being called this? Okay, I'm the guy who, I'm the person who experiences this and that and this and that. Okay, and then what else ancient means? It's a bunch of. <laughs> okay. All right. So have a sense of uh, equanimity with all sentient beings, and have a sense of appreciation what it means that they are more precious than a sentient, than a wishful certain jewel. Okay. All right. If you don't mind, I'm gonna steal a few more <laughs> of your time. Okay. So quickly, have a vivid recollection of the sense of ease that I asked you to take a snapshot of before the break and let that snapshot be so vivid that it actually infuses your present state so you achieve a state of calmness already may not be as deep may not be at the depth of that sense of calmness before but there's a sense of it and quickly just scan your posture the legs, hands, elbows, shoulders, back, head and neck Stabilize the sense of ease. Observe five cycles of breath while you focus that your mind is in your heart center. And the focus shouldn't be a forced focus. Just have the thought, my mind is in my heart center. And you got it.
stay there observing it whatever emotional component that is accompanying it be aware of it and from within state turn your mind again to all beings and make very very firm strong wishes that this very state may become and their pain may become for them a cause for them to find true happiness make that wish so strong it's as if you were willing it to happen now you gain with this night and dedicated to the achievement of your ultimate goal. of the body starting with the top of your head slowly moving towards your toes those of you who have been listening to me for a very long time, I want to say thank you for your patience. Thank you for... Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm uh, feeling a bit... Uh, I was of the state of mind where it's uh, it's kind of mushy or it's kind of weak to even mention the word love in a, a in a in a public setting. Uh, but I, I think uh, I feel connected with you. Feel I feel more at ease <laughs> with af- with uh, with your f- being familiar with you that I can say it without. Uh, 
Well, that's been mushy. Well, <laughs> 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 I'll tell you this. If you don't come to my understand. This is the very essence of the path. Everything from different lineages, different explanations, different practices, they're all tricks to help you to do one thing, to simply, that's all we're trying to do. Thank you for the familiarity and coming back so I can say it without feeling mushy. <laughs> 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 Thank you. <laughs>